God is good. That's all we can say. God is good. And no matter what we see happening around us, rest assured, God is still in control. No matter what things in the natural looks like. We know there is a spiritual battle occurring right now in the realm of the spirit. Righteousness against evil. But in every situation, we stand on what the word says. What did the word say? And when we stand on that, we can rest assured no matter what happens around us, we know that God's word will prevail. Always prevail. And right now we can see a lot of things that's going on and some of us are wondering, what is going on? But those that are blind cannot see. All they see is what others tell them. And because they only see what others tell them, they don't know truth. And the, the, the prophetic word last week was that God was going to make things be exposed that you've never seen. And expose things that you never thought would happen. And we're seeing before our eyes God exposing things that we only, we only thought about. But there's one thing for sure. His word never fails. You know, in, in, in my message is going to be very short. In these times... This is where the judgment of God is, is coming in and the church don't even see it coming. They don't even see it. They cannot perceive what God is doing because what they're looking at is the external appearance. What they're looking at is what they can see and not see God. And in this time, what we're, what we're going to be able to see the divide of where we have the righteous that believes the word and those that they say are righteous that doesn't believe the word, they just believe what they are told and what they see. And that's where the judgment of God is going to come because people that, that say they can see and say they can hear, their ears and their eyes are going to become blind and deaf for truth. But the thing that God wants you all to know is don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Because he is always in control. You know, his, his word says, my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts your thoughts. And so uh, many of us thought this would have been over just like that. 
But then when we see the, the, the enemy doing his inner works and we're like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, this is not happening. And, and still, with what's going on, there's still people that just don't see it. And that's because they choose not to see. They choose not to hear. And because the choice that they're making, when the judgment comes, they're going to wonder what happened. Because it, it reminds me, uh, uh, it reminds me of, of, of the prophet Jeremiah when he was telling the people of the judgment that was coming uh, to, to, to Jerusalem. And some of the officials were saying, no, that will not happen because we are God's chosen. And he's saying, no, no, this is not, this is not what's going to happen. The, the judgment of God is coming because of your sins. But because they believe that they have a covenant with God, that they can do whatever they want to do. And when you get to that place, you get the height of arrogance and pride. And right now we see in this nation the height of arrogance and pride to think that they are above the word of God. They are above what God says because they've been infused by the dark side. But rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, God wins in every situation. So rest your heart. Throughout all this, I'm at peace. I'm at peace. I, 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 you know, throughout this week, I have not watched one second of television concerning this whole thing. Literally, not one second. But whatever is going on, it's all naked before God. He sees everything. Even when you think you're in the dark and you're doing things under the cover, God sees it. And when judgment comes, so many people are going to miss the move of God. So many people, they're going to be carried off. Because God says, I'm about to bring a judgment that you have never seen before. Because you have not obeyed my word. And because you have not obeyed my word, my word will begin to judge you because of what it says. And if you're not in compliance with what my word says, you will receive the judgment of the word. And we will see, rest assured, we will see the hand of God at work. The hand of God will be at work. Amen? Amen. Uh, Pastor said he'll, he'll address some of these, this stuff next weekend.
because uh, he's he's gathering his info, his intel. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. What, what what bothers me the most is the so-called Christians. The so-called Christians that behind a computer they can type and talk but yet they cannot stand on the word they cannot stand on what God's word says when the enemy comes in they don't know how to resist so he could flee but yet behind the computer and the screen you can type and say all you want but when that judgment comes how will you fare how today we're going to talk about praise we're in the as you know where we do our 12 months of indestructible destiny that we go through each month a different topic and this top this month we're on praise praise in the midst of storms just praise God and we need to be reminded of these things over and over as according to Hebrews 2 says lest they slip because sometimes if you don't hear a subject um, over and over and at different times we seem to forget not only seem we do forget don't ask me anything about algebra and geometry Took it in school, did well, I passed, but I don't know it now. I don't. Don't ask me. And the reason is, is because I haven't kept up with it. And that's what the, the word of God is saying, that, that, that you got to keep up with this so it doesn't slip. So that when the enemy comes in, you know what to do. Because you have the word hitting in your heart. Psalm 119 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by staying heed to his word. He said, His words have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against him. Why? Because his word becomes a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. Let the word be the light that guides you. Not anything external. Let it be the word. Standing on the word. See, this is the, this is the time that, 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 that the true church that Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against. Why? Because he, they have his word deep on the inside of them. So that when things come, you're able to stand church has fallen but there is a remnant God always has a remnant always and nothing that happens and we know this nothing that happens God says oops I didn't think about that one <laughs> that never happens 
Why does it never happen? It happens to us. That's because he is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. Notice it didn't say he's the beginning and he knows the ending. He is. And if he's the beginning and the ending, everything else in between, he knows what's going to go on. He's never surprised. I am sometimes. That's because I don't know. But because he knows. He knows how to lead and guide and direct. And so many times things happen in our lives and we wonder how, why? That's because we don't know. We don't know how much the enemy is accusing us day and night before the throne of God. We don't know. And just as with, with Job, uh, you know, I, I'm on this, this pet theme about Job's, the thing that I greatly fear has come upon me. And most people use that in terms of saying that he didn't have faith. But that was Job's perspective. That was his thoughts. What was happening in the realm of the spirit between uh, God and Satan, he didn't have the knowledge of that to say, to know that, oh, God is saying that he knows me, that I will pass this test that the enemy is trying to take me out. God knows that I will. And so from his perspective, the things that he was doing that he was, he was afraid of has come upon him. No, this was all God showing out you, Job. And so many times things happen in our lives and we wonder, why is this happening? I'm, I'm doing the word. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But things are, are not going right. Well, we don't know what's going on in, behind the scenes. And that's why we continuously Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. See, when Job and his friend gave all their dissertation, then God spoke up and says, where were you? That's all God had to say to him. Where were you? Were you there when I put the earth together? Were you there when I did all creation? He wasn't. God was. So when we see things around us, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But if you have faith in God, God will work it out on your behalf. Because he said we are more than conquerors. So we're going to talk about praise. And we're just going to be uh, briefly before you this morning. Psalm 150. Psalm 150 says in, in the, the Passion Translation. It says, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in his holy sanctuary. Praise him in his stronghold in the sky. Praise him for his miracle of might, miracles of might. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise him with the trumpet blasting. Praise him with piano and guitar. Praise him with drums and, and dance, drums and dancings. Praise him with the loud resounding clash of cymbals. Praise him with every instrument you can find. Then he says, 
Let everyone, everywhere, join in the crescendo of aesthetic praise to Yahweh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is important for us to realize that in, in every situation that we are in, at every circumstances that we, that we go through, to give God praise. Because he says here, to praise him in his holy sanctuary, in his stronghold in the sky, for his magnificent greatness. And if all that's not enough, then he says everything else. Pianos, cymbals, everything. Praise the Lord. So we ask the question, why? You know, it's like a, a, a child when they're growing up and you tell them to do this, they say, why? <laughs> then after you explain to them, they say, why? And, and you, after a while, you, you get frustrated and just say, just do it. Because you can explain all the why till you get to a point that, okay, we have said enough, you have heard enough, that should be enough for you to say, I understand. And that's where some of us are, we always asking why, 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 instead of saying, what does your word say, God? What does your word say? If you notice me, I'm always going back to what the word says. Because if you have anything, anything that is compared to the word of God and what God's word says, there is no comparison None. And you know, the, the, the church as a whole needs to get to that place that they realize that the word of God is the final authority. I was talking to someone um, a few days ago and they were talking about the, the, this, this corona situation and, and, they, and they said, well, the best thing to do is a quarantine. I said, okay, for how long? Well, just quarantine. For how long? Well, just quarantine. For how long? I said, well, until they get a vaccine. I said, oh, so that's where your faith is. So that's what your belief is. Now, this person was a Christian. They have more faith in a vaccine and their mask than they do the word of God. And so many Christians today have more faith in what others say and what others do than what the word of God says and what the word of God does. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to get to the place that no matter what comes our way, we have to quote and speak and declare the word. The word is the only thing that is able to bring you out. The word of God knows how to bring you out of every situation. You know, things. sometimes when you hear that, in your mind's eye, you say, okay, that sounds good, but what about my situation? Your situation is no different from the other person's situation, from the next person's situation. If you use the word of God, when you rely on your own skills and your, your own mindset, then it becomes very cumbersome. But when you allow 
the word of God to be the final source of everything that you conf- that confronts you then you're able to walk in victory you see even d- d- during this time that I, I confess the word that with the word of God this past these past couple of months my body has gone through a whole lot of things a whole lot of things I guess I'm not the only one. (laughs) But the mainstay of throughout all this is, Lord, your word says. Lord, this is what your word says. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. That's what your word says. And Lord, if your word says it, this body must line up with that word. There was one time I was coming home from someplace and my head was, it was doing all kinds of stuff. My body was feeling all different ways. And I got home and I says, this will not be because this is what your word says, Lord. And because your word says it, it will come to pass. Went to sleep. Got up. I said, Lord, your word says, this is what your word says. And because your word says, I'm still believing your word. And what I did, I went and I got the communion elements. And I says, Lord, your body that was broken for me so that I can be healed. Your blood is now running through my veins. This is what your word says. And you said, as often as we do, we show your remembrance. So, you come. so Lord, I'm remembering you and what you have done. So because your word says it and because you died for me and your blood is running through my veins and because your stripes I'm the healed, I am healed. And before you know it, everything starts lining up with the word. But you see, we, we have to be Persistent and consistent about this. It's not just one time and that's it. No. We must continue in the word. Continue in it. And as we continue in it, then it becomes more and more alive to us. And we continue in it. And we continue. And we never stop continuing in the word. Because if we stop, it will slip. And when it slips, then the enemy slips right in. But one of the ways that we can avoid that is through praise. Because the importance of praise is, the, the, the Bible says, he is worthy to be praised. Let's look at Psalm 18, 1 through 3. David says, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. 
He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. Now, in, in, in the Hebrew, there, there's a word for, for love, ahav. Okay? And that's the, the general term for the word love. Loving your brother, loving, lo, lo, loving your, your spouse, your neighbor. But this word that David uses says, I love you, Lord. That's a different Hebrew word. That Hebrew word means passionate. Not just, not just an ordinary love. David had a passionate love for the Lord. Most of us, we have a general love for the Lord. Oh yeah, I love the Lord. Yeah, I love the Lord. You know, the scripture says, I love the Lord. He first loved me. So I love the Lord. But when you get into an area of praising God, God wants you to push, put on a passion for him in such a way that it will not deter you from anything. He said, I love the Lord because he's my rock. When you get to that place that you know God is your everything, when you get to the place when you know that God cares about you in such a way that he won't allow anything, anything to get between you. You must realize that. You know, because God knows that. Because God, God already said that he loves us. But here's, but here's the thing. In Genesis 22 and 2. Where God tells uh, Abraham to take his son, the son that he loves to Mount, Mount Moriah. God is saying, yeah, that's the son that, that you love. Good, good. But now, let's look at the deep love and where that deep love came from. Exodus thirty-three nineteen. Exodus 33, 19 says, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and show mercy to whom I will show mercy. That word mercy is that Hebrew word, that passionate love. The passionate love that you can give towards the Lord is the same passionate love that he has for you. So passionate that the scripture says that God so loved the world that he gave. And so David receiving a revelation of the, in order to have that deep praise on the inside of me, there has to be a passion unbeknownst to anyone, way above the passion you have for a spouse or a child or one of your, your, your children, way beyond that. 
And so God wants us to have that passion for him so that when things happen around us, when circumstances confounds us, that we are able to say, I know I have that love for him and he has that same love for me. And because he has that same love for me, therefore I know that he is my rock. He is my fortress. He is everything to me and so I can he can say let everything that has breath praise the Lord you have breath in you you are obligated to praise the one that is your rock the one that is your salvation that he's your fortress he's your shield but you see Unless you realize that. Unless that becomes you and you realize what he is to you. You will just, just on a whim. Okay, yeah, let's praise the Lord. Okay, and just lift your hands and, and, and go on. But there's nothing on the inside. Many times... In, in, in church service, we have praise and worship uh, session. And for some people, it's just a time just, okay, I can lift my hands. But on the inside of them, the Holy Spirit is grieved because there is no passion for him. And the reason why the, for many people there's no passion for him is because they haven't got in his word to see what he is like what kind of love he has for me so therefore we must develop a passion for the word because God is worthy to be praised Psalm 145 one through three says, my heart explodes with praise to you. Now and forever, my heart bow in worship to you, my king and my God. Then he says something that we hope each and every one of us is doing. Every day, every day, I will lift up my praise to your name with praises that will last throughout eternity Lord you are great and worthy of the highest praise for there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you with David in second verse says Every day I will lift up, lift up my praise. That praise there is the, is the Hebrew word Barak, which means a kneeling down before him. A kneeling down before him in reverence and adoration. And when he kneeled down, then he said, I, 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 and he said, I will praise his name with praises that will last throughout eternity. And, and the picture of that is David on his knees with the Barak praise. And then he will lift up his hands, praising and worshiping the God that he knows is his every 
thing. If nothing you get out of this morning, please remember, God is your everything. And he has a passionate love for you and desires for you to have a passionate love for him that each and every day you will get on your knees and you will lift your hands to the most high God, the one that possesses and holds everything and give him honor because he is worthy to be praised. He's worthy. He is Worthy. Psalm 105, 1 through 3 says, Go ahead and give thanks and give God thanks for all the glorious things he has done. Go ahead and worship him. Tell everyone about his wonders. Let's Sing his praises, sing and put all of his miracles to music. Shine and make your joyful boast in him, you lovers of God. Let's be happy and keep rejoicing no matter what. No matter what. And I can understand sometimes it's difficult because when things cloud your mind and, and they just bombard you, sometimes it's difficult to, to, to just want to praise God. You want to wallow because that's the easiest thing to do. We've all been there. It's the easiest thing to do is just to say, oh, me. But the important thing to remember is let's be happy and keep rejoicing no matter what. No matter what. When you go home today, you say to yourself, no matter what. No matter what. I will give him praise no matter what because when we look at when we look at our daily lives and and I want you to just go back let's say yesterday in, in your in, in your daily life some time you got up to the time to go to sleep how many times do you purposefully say I'm gonna bless the Lord many times did your purpose was to say I'm going to give the Lord all honor all glory because he is my king and my rock yes. Yes. and I probably can say with almost firm assurity that even for us in this place it wasn't much but from today we always say, from today, from this day, my passion for God has now gone to another level that I will worship and praise him no matter what. No matter what. He's worthy to be praised. First Thessalonians 
5.18 in the Amplified says, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. For you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. He says, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. Psalm 133, I'm sorry, Psalm 33. And one says, rejoice in the Lord. O ye righteous, for praise is comely to the upright. That's the King James Version. I, you know, when I read that, I've read it many times. I'm like, comely? Like, what is comely? I've never heard that word being used any place other than here. It's comely. Those old English word. It, it, it's, it's also a Hebrew word which means suitable, beautiful, right. It comes from another root word which means to be at home. To be at home. So if we start replacing that word that we don't know what really means just by looking at it, rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous. There's the first, there's first specification, righteous. For praises is beautiful for the upright. For praises is that being at home for the upright for praises is pleasant for the upright and what, what when he's saying it's it's pleasant it's at home it it's it's what is called it's called a symmetry that everything is working together so that when, when you realize what God is to you and praise becomes a part of you, it's a symmetry between you and God just working together, moving as a unit. So therefore, consider praise as you being at home with the Father. That you are working together with him. Praise should start in our heart and express through our mouths with our hands and our whole entire body. It must become an attitude which is a feeling and a thinking which creates a lifestyle. Praise must be expressed. It's only praise when it's demonstrated. It focuses on who God is and what he has done. Psalm 9, 1, two, 1 and 2 said in New Living Translation, I will praise you, O Lord, 
with all my heart. Which means as a righteous person, your praise is generated from your heart. A heart towards God. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Then Psalm 22 and 3 says, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. We know that word enthroned, it means to inhabit, to be seated, to be rooted and sit down. We have to remember when we take time to praise God, he comes and sit right there. Why? Because we're at home. Why? Because it's pleasant. Why? Because it's right. Why? Because there is a symmetry between you and God. It's not just something that you just do because, okay, we, we have to do it. No, it, it brings God in the picture of everything that you do. He becomes the center. Praise puts God in the center of your circumstances. Not on the outside looking in, but in the center of whatever circumstances that confronts you. And when you allow yourself to say, Lord, I am passionate about you and being a, a, a person that will say, Lord, come and sit. As I worship you, as I praise you. I've said this before, but Lorna Harris years ago had a song that says, I miss my time with you. Time in prayer, but also time in praise. He said, I miss my time with you. Those moments together. He said, I need to be with you each day. But it hurts me when you say, you're too busy. You're too busy trying to serve me. But how can you serve me when your spirit's empty? Why? Because there's a longing in my heart. Want to be a part. God has a longing. Want to be a part of you. And you should have the same longing. Want him to be a part of you. Don't let it be said by God of you. I've missed my time with you. Those time when we sit together and commune. Communing about what he desires. And my last scripture I told you to be short. Hebrews 34, 1, 2, 3. David says, Lord, I, I'm bursting 
with joy over what you have done for me. My lips are full of perpetual praise. We all know what perpetual means. Keep going, going, and going, and going. He said his lips, not just his mind, but his lips are full with perpetual praise. I'm boasting of you and all your works, so let all who are discouraged take heart. Let all those who are discouraged take heart. Take heart how? Then he says, join me. Everyone, let's praise the Lord together. Let's make him famous. Let's make his name glorious to all. Together, we praise the Lord for all that he has done. He loves us so. Not only that he gave, but he also allowed us to be called his sons and daughters. And he desires for us to have that same unquenching love for him. And with the unquenching love for him, you come and be at home with the Heavenly Father in your praise and adoration. In your praise and adoration. And I have a statement that says, praise brings the soul under subjection, which creates a divine focus and connection that allows the spirit to rise in prostrate worship to God. Praise is the entranceway to worship. Your praise is great before God. But he also wants you to take it to another level of worship him. Worship in him. Because Jesus said that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth, why? Because the father is seeking such to worship him. The Lord God, your heavenly father is seeking you to be a worshiper of him. One that enters into his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise being thankful to him blessing his name because he is good. Ladies and gentlemen don't let a day go by where that passion for the love of God doesn't enter your heart, your mind, your soul, and you take time to say, Lord, be enthroned. Sit with me as I lift you up, as I worship and as I adore you. Because there is none like.
So in this time of uncertainties, ladies and gentlemen, it is the time that we praise the most high God. There is no other God. None other. And he loves you so that he wants to spend time with you so that he can be your Abba, your father, that you can sit with him knowing that his love is shed abroad in your heart. Let's stand in our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you.